what is up my dudes welcome to olympia oddities i'm trista and i'm steven and before we get into our episode today i want to share an embarrassing story with y'all that i thought was kind of funny i've been embarrassing myself left and right lately it's been fun i fell over in a record store earlier i was just looking at a rack of cds and i was squatting down and i went to get up and i don't know what happened <laughs> i just lost i lost control of myself i lost control of the moment and I fell, and it was so loud. It was so <laughs> I didn't even hear it. it. Yeah, it was so loud, and then I turned around, and you're gone. Which, I mean, like, yeah, I was in the next room, like, looking at speakers, because one of mine blew out, and I needed a couple more. And so I had to just get myself up and just dust myself <laughs> off and awkwardly do this, like, walk of shame to go find you. And then I was too afraid to do anything alone in that store, and I yeah, stood next like, to you for the next 30 minutes. You were like, I want to go back and look at CDs, but you got to come with me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I seriously, I was like, I need a, like, a parental, like, not a parental, <laughs> but, like, I need a chaperone for this. <laughs> okay, that's not even, like, the main embarrassing story that I wanted oh, to no, tell with you guys. Oh, no, not at all. This uh, is the better one. Yeah. So, I am on the hunt for a new job. So, I've been doing a lot of job applications. I've just been doing them, like, left and right. And so, that means that sometimes I forget exactly what i've applied to and where so i got a call from a pumpkin patch and i was like oh sweet they're gonna want me to sell pumpkins or squash or corn or you know like direct people to a corn maze or other things that you do at a pumpkin patch and so i was like okay i'm gonna dress all cute all fall themed and they're definitely gonna hire me so i had on like a cute little outfit with like jeans and like boots and like a fucking little cute fall sweater and i get there and i walk up to the lady at the produce stand because she's like the first and only person i see and she's like oh you applied to be one of the haunt actors in the haunted <laughs> house and i was like oh I did. I I did do that, and like everything all came rushing back, and I like saw it in my mind's eye, like the like me just tapping it on my phone to apply for it. It was like one of those like fuck it, why not? I'll do that. That sounds fun. And then I was like, oh no, she hands me my application, and honestly, most fun job application I've ever done. They what were was like, on it? they were like, what's your favorite horror movie? What scares you? And I went way too much into detail. While I was filling it out, I was like, oh, my God. They were like, what scares you? And I was like, body horror. And I hate eyeball things. And Expect that to pop up in the haunt now. Yeah, right. I'm just going to go there and there's going to be a giant eyeball at the end of it with like a toothpick in it or something. Just Even bloody. saying that gave me like a full body convulsion. <laughs> oh, my God. You did just curdle right in front of me. That was, that was just a full body curdle. So I filled that all out. And I thought that that was like, I don't know why I thought that was going to be the end of it, but it wasn't the end of it. And then they're like, okay, they're going to call your name over and then talk to you. And I was like, okay, a two-part audition. And I get up to them. I sit at the table. It's like two people. And they're interviewing me. They were really nice. Honestly, I had a great time at this interview. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, and then they asked me basically the same questions, but and I like elaborated even more, which oh, I no. didn't even know was possible. Me just going like just. Saw, just deep detail. Just two minutes about why I love the original Evil Dead. <laughs> just talking about the flies, the real flies in that movie. I'm like, the flies were attracted to the fake blood, and it's just insane. Like, I was, like, full-on just, like, dorking, fangirling out. And then they're like, okay, let's get on to the acting portion. And I'm like... This is, this is my favorite part of the story. Yeah, because, I mean, when I was in high school, I did theater, but... Things I wished I had done. I I'll, wished I'd done it. It was, like, memorable. 
<laughs> won't say good or bad, but it was, you know, like so, was, some memories were made. Like, I was just in marching band. So, I mean, like, I got some fun memories, but I wished I'd done theater. Yeah, but I did, like, one or two, like, onstage productions, and then I was like, I am a behind-the-scenes type person. And then I moved to doing makeup on people. Um, But as soon as they were, like, we're doing an acting audition, like, literally, I was like, and we're on you know what i mean like instantly i was like shakespearean like i had the big scarf throw it over my shoulder acting Acting. um and they had me do some basic stuff they were like act like you're scared act like you're freezing act like you're angry and i was like i'm out here killing the game and then they're like all right we're gonna do a little bit more complicated ones now and i'm just like buckle up you know like we're doing it we're in the thick of it i couldn't like, I couldn't tap out then because I was like, I'm in the thick of it. I can't just, like, up and leave this audition. I mean, I could. Like, they weren't, like... But you're just like, I'm I'm already this deep. Yeah, I, I was I this can't deep. Not. I was like, why not? So they were like, you're going to pretend to drink a potion and it's going to do something to you. And we're going to have to guess what it's going to make or, like, what it's going to do to you. <laughs> and for some reason, my brain is just, like, frog. <laughs> like literally the only thought i had at that time was just like all capital letters spaced out frog, frog. like f-r-a-w-g frog oh, not even right. <laughs> yeah it's not even spelled right and so i did it and so i jumped around i pretended to drink a little potion and i jumped around in my cute ass fall outfit <laughs> across the lawn of a pumpkin patch and you know oh, what? this was outside? Yeah, it was outdoors. That part I didn't know. I, was, I assumed it was inside. Cars driving by. Oh, that's fantastic. Open to the public. People are buying, like, corn behind me. That's awesome. And I'm just jumping like a, like the best frog you've ever seen. Probably so that they know that you, you're going to commit. Yeah. I'm, no, I know 100% that that's why. And then they kind of did, like, you know, they did, like, a here's how, like, the rest of the process works and we'll be in touch with you. And I left and I was like, Wow that was embarrassing and they're definitely not gonna call me and i did all of that for nothing but you know what it was really fun and then you know what fast forward like a week or two later they did call me back second audition that frog jump they said i want her hire her (laughs) on the spot on the spot no (laughs) not on the spot a week later after a week of deliberating I like to think that one of them really wanted me, one of them didn't. They were like, that frog performance was so controversial. I wanted her on the spot. But y'all were like, no, we gotta wait. (laughs) I love it. Anyways, I just thought that you guys would enjoy that story. And we are going into, like, spooky season. And I thought that that was a great, spooky, embarrassing story that we could all share a laugh over. Because if we don't laugh at it, I'm gonna cry. Now for today's episode, we're going to be telling you about a massive monster that allegedly lurks in the waters of Bear Lake, the history of the legend of the monster, and some more modern day sightings of the beast. Let's get into it now. Bear Lake is roughly 109 square miles, and it's a freshwater lake that sits on the border of Idaho and Utah. The lake is split almost evenly between the states, and the Utah portion is the second largest lake in Utah. First place goes to Utah Lake. Bear Lake is over 250,000 years old. Damn. Yeah, it's an old boy. That is that is old. That is older than old. The lake has been nicknamed the Caribbean 
of the Rockies because it's brilliant turquoise blue color. The amazing color is caused by light refracting off large limestone deposits in the lake. That's sick. Do we think it's a Palm Springs of Washington? I don't know. I think we got to go see. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to go check it out and be like, hmm, can you guys really claim? Or is it like the Fountain of Youth of Utah? That's a better name. Ooh. The first known people to live in the Bear Lake Valley were the Shoshone tribes, but the area was home to many Native Americans. The first record of Europeans seeing the lake is from 1818, when French-Canadian trappers working for the Northwest Company followed Bear River upstream to the valley. Bear Lake got its name from explorer Donald McKenzie, who worked for the Northwest Fur Company. He explored the lake in 1819 and originally named it Black Bear Lake, but over time it was just shortened to Bear Lake. Although close to the Oregon Trail, many settlers went right past the lake without stopping to explore. It wasn't until 1963 that a group of Mormon pioneers led by a man named Charles C. Rich settled in the Bear Lake Valley. An agreement was made with the indigenous population that most of the Utah side would still be Native American territory, and the Mormons eventually settled into the southern part of the valley. They set up towns like Garden City, Pickleville, and Lake Town. Staying away from Pickleville. I want to go to Pickleville. All right, we'll go to Pickleville. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like pickles. I don't like anything pickled. It's just off-putting to me. I'll eat whatever pickle they shove at you at Pickleville. If they don't have a pickle day in Pickleville... Or if they don't have a pickled day in Pickleville, I will genuinely be upset about that. And I don't even like pickles. I don't like anything pickled. They just stated that fact. But I'll be disappointed about that. Yeah, if you're going to have a name like Pickleville, you've got to have the festival. Seriously. You've got to. Like, that's why they named Hershey, Pennsylvania Hershey, so that they could get that dude to come there and make his chocolate. All pickles come from Utah. (laughs) That's not true, but I saw, I said it confidently like it might be. Neither was the Hershey thing. Don't trust everything you hear on a podcast, folks. Charles C. Rich's impact on the valley was far from over, though. In 1968, the newspaper The Deseret News ran an article detailing a gigantic monster living in the lake that multiple people had seen. The article had been authored by Charles Rich. In the article, he claims that the Native Americans living around the lake had seen a large serpent-like creature living in the waters of Bear Lake. He claimed that they would no longer swim or go into the lake to bathe themselves or their children. He detailed a sighting of the monster by one of the pioneers, writing that, Now, it seems that this water devil, as the Indians called it, has again made an appearance. A number of our white settlers declare they have seen it with their own eyes. This Bear Lake monster, as they now call it, is causing a great deal of excitement up here. S.M. Johnson at South Eden was riding along near the lake the other day when he saw something a number of yards out in the lake which he thought was the body of a man. He waited for the waves to wash it in, but to his surprise, he found the water washed it over without causing it to move. Then he saw it had a head and a neck like some strange animal. On each side of the head were ears or bunches the size of a pint club. He concluded the body must be touching the bottom of the lake. By this time, however, Johnson seems to have been leaving the place so rapidly that he failed to observe other details. I love that he said that man ran away, that he (laughs) didn't give a good enough account. Yeah, I was about to say, where I'm trying to find body of a man. Oh, it was like this neck of some kind of animal, just some kind of animal. Yeah, he said it had a head and a neck like some strange animal strange animal there it is it looked like some (laughs) 
strange animal. <laughs> I was just trying to pay attention to the rest of it too, but I'm like, I gotta come back to that part because I just you couldn't you couldn't be specific. Sir, could you give any more details? Uh, yeah, it was a uh, strange, some kind of savage animal. God, always back to the VH1 making <laughs> the band bullshit. What show is that even? Oh man, I don't remember. But shout out Sebastian Bach for Super Savage Animal. Super Group. Super Group. That's it. This is our personal plug for everyone to go watch Super Group. Savage Animal. We sound like a savage animal. <laughs> he wrote about another account of the monster, which happened just days after the one we just talked about. He wrote, "The next day, three women and a man saw a monstrous animal in the lake near the same place, but this time it was swimming at an incredible speed." According to their statement, it was moving faster than a horse could run. Don't like that. 35 miles per hour. I can't run 35 miles per hour. Me neither. Don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like any animal that can run faster than I can. Which is most of them. That has teeth and wants to eat me. Well, we don't know the motivation of the monster. I guess that's true. I'm, I'm from the camp of all cryptids are homies. All my friends are cryptids. You're right. I'm thinking about this from a very predatory angle. Not predatory. Prey. Prey. Well, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm seeing myself as prey. I'm thinking more of them being predators. But no, you're right. <laughs> the final sighting covered in the newspaper article had happened on the Sunday before the paper being published. Rich wrote, On Sunday last, N.C. Davis and Alan Davis of St. Charles Thomas Slight and James Collings of Paris, with six women, were returning from Fish Haven when about midway from the latter place to St. Charles, their attention was suddenly attracted to a peculiar motion of waves on the water about three miles distant. The lake was not rough, only a little disturbed by the wind. Mr. Slight said he distinctly saw the sides of a very large animal that he would suppose to not be less than 90 feet in length. Mr. Davis doesn't think it was any part of the body, but his positive it must have not been less than 40 feet in length. Judging by the waves, it rolled up on both sides of it as it swam and the wave it left in the rear. It was going south and all agreed it swam with a speed almost incredible to their senses. Mr. Davis said he never saw a locomotive travel faster and he thinks it made a mile a minute. A few minutes after the discovery of the first, a second followed in its wake, but seemed much smaller, appearing to Mr. Slight about the size of a horse. A larger one followed this, and so on before disappearing, made a sudden turn to the west a short distance, then back to its former track. At this turn, Mr. Slight says he could distinctively see it was a brown color. They could judge somewhat of the speed by observing known distances on the opposite side of the lake, and all agree that the velocity with which these monsters propelled themselves was astounding. They represent the waves rolling up on each side as about three feet high. This is substantially their statement as they told me, Messengers Davis and Slight are prominent men, well-known in the count- in the country, and all of them are reliable persons, whose veracity is undoubted. I have no doubt that they would be willing to make affidavits to their statements. The newspaper article caused quite a commotion in the area, and when the newspaper sent a staff member out to ask around the town about the monster, they found that nearly everyone around believed in the monster. Leaders in the LDS church were intrigued by the stories of the monster, and when they visited the area themselves during a preaching tour, they decided to speak to some of the locals. Church leaders had a conversation with Brother Charles C. Rich and other brethren from Bear Lake Valley respecting the monster which has been seen in the lake, 
And the people they talked to honestly believed in the monster, too. The amount of people who had seen the monster, the variety of areas the monster had been seen in, and the wide variety of circumstances surrounding the sightings had all helped the townsfolk make up their minds that, yes, their lake was home to a giant cryptid. Yeah, these locals, they just came up and they said, you know what? Bear Lake Monster's real. He's a homie. He comes over every Friday. True. There's no record of him attacking anyone. No. We have barbecue. Further fueling my theory. I show them pictures of my grandkids. Cryptid, <laughs> cryptids are friends. Cryptids are homies. But does he show you pictures of his grandkids? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Deseret News published more articles about the monster, swinging between being skeptical about the whole thing to being wildly defensive over it. Other newspapers in the area published their own articles, most of which were heavily skeptical about the whole water monster thing. The Salt Lake Tribune was even quoted as describing the monster as twin brother to the devil and cousin to Brigham Young, which I think is unfair to the water monster because the water monster never had underage child brides and also never encouraged tons of people to drag all their belongings with them in a handcart across the United States of America <laughs> leading to the death of hundreds of people you know your your theory right now is sounding rock fucking solid humans are the real monsters <laughs> cryptids are friends <laughs> cryptids are homies <laughs> Articles about the Bear Lake monster would pop up over the next few years. The articles were usually about sightings of the monster, but would sometimes be about similar creatures and other nearby bodies of water that someone had allegedly spotted. These sightings caused some around the local town to wonder if there was some sort of underground channel connecting other lakes, like the Great Salt Lake, to Bear Lake. That would be interesting, actually. I'm going to spoil it for you, though. No. There's there's no evidence of any such tunnel. But that would be really oh, fun. It reminds man. me of um how some people think that like uh Nessie, like the Loch Ness monster, like got there through like an underground tunnel or like channel that led to the ocean. Which oh man. It's just no evidence for so it, but it's though. I know it's so fun. It's it's such a fun it reminds me like of all of like the real life caves in Tennessee and Kentucky and stuff that Yeah, they're all underground and like I'm, I'm pretty sure some of them like connect to other things and it also reminds me of like opening up like national geographic like my dad actually has a friend that shoots for national geographic occasionally he's actually a master diver that's really cool and one of the places that he went to uh i saw pictures of yeah he went into this crazy cave where salt and fresh water are meeting in the cave and it looks so insane it just looks like heat it looks like heat waves it's insane i just wish that this was an action I, I i just wish i wish that this was real no, no, I'm sad. Welcome <laughs> to the world of cryptozoology, baby. <laughs> Interest in the monster grew to the point that LDS church president Brigham Young decided to investigate whether it was, quote, an honest tale of a serpent or only a fish story. He offered to help by sending a large rope to catch the monster with to Paris, Idaho. Just a big old rope. Here, here you go. I need to know how long this rope was. I want to know how wide this rope was. I'm oh, imagining like, like a oh, 30 man. foot length of inch <laughs> wide rope. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like. Would you do you imagine it's just like rope ass rope or do you think it's like a lasso rope? 
just rope just what you would use to tie a scooby-doo villain up with <laughs> just the most generic rope you could think of rope ass rope brigham young wasn't the only person with an interest in catching the monster though one resident of the area came up with their own plan this plan was to use a large baited hook that would be attached to a 20-foot cable and 300 yards of one-inch rope. This would be attached to a large buoy with a flagstaff inserted and an anchor to keep it in a perpendicular position. From the buoy, 100 yards, or from the buoy, 100 yards of three-inch, three-quarter-inch rope was to be extended to a tree on the shore. Once the monster was captured, the plan was to use it as a sideshow attraction that would rival the best of what P.T. Barnum had to offer. Y'all are gonna need a bigger boat. Gonna need a bigger boat, gonna need a bigger rope, gonna need a bigger hook. A lot hook. more rope. And a way bigger hook, I'd imagine, yeah. Also, or a net. all this work just to capture them and charge people a nickel to go look at them. Right, and if you're gonna, if you're trying to preserve him for people to come say, why would you throw a hook in its mouth? You're damaging... Just put it in a net. True. I mean, at least I didn't go like the Jaws route. It's funny you say that. Because, of course, I made the joke earlier about the boat. But, yeah, I've just been imagining Jaws this entire time. <laughs> and it's been so much fun. Man, we got to pull up that video of the, the whale on the beach in Oregon again. Because oh, no. that's, that's what I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> Interest in the monster died down over the years. And the number of sightings dwindled down. 26 years after the publishing of his newspaper article that kicked off the whole thing, Rich finally came out and admitted that he had made the entire thing up. Sir, no! He was one of the first store owners in the area, and he might have created the hoax just to draw tourism to the area and people to his shop. He described it as a wonderful first-class lie. Kind of smart. It is smart. If Jake you look the at alligator it. man. Yeah. Sometimes all you need to bring people to your town is like one weird thing for people to look at and go, Huh. Just a tall tale or a weird piece of taxidermy. You, you got a weird piece of taxidermy. That'll bring me out faster than barbecue, dude. I'll be honest. Despite him finally admitting that he had made the whole thing up, sightings of the monster lived on. In 1907, a newspaper in Logan, Utah, published a letter that claimed that two men had encountered a lake monster and it had attacked their camp and killed one of their horses. In 1937, a four-year-old child had claimed to see the beast, and a Boy Scout leader a Boy Scout leader claimed to have seen it in 1946. Also, damn, the Boy Scouts have been around for a really long time. <laughs> I was about to say, doesn't it even predate 1946 by a few years? It wasn't probably it around, does. Wasn't it around World War II that it started? We'll have to look that up. 500 BC. <laughs> oh no, little cavemen, Boy Scouts. <laughs> I got my scouts. I got my rock patch today. <laughs> They're all rock, but I got my club patch today. <laughs> in 1996, Garden City's annual Raspberry Days festival fun threw a contest for the local elementary school kids, offering them a chance to name the monster. Oh <gasps> yeah, really fun, right? That's fun. Chairwoman Ann Rex organized the contest and told cool the name. Deseret News that. I wanted to see what kind of feeling people in the community had about her or him. Every one of the names were happy names. There was never anything scary. More than 150 names were submitted, ranging from the usual or ranging from the unusual to names like Fred, and the winner was chosen. 8-year-old Amanda Price submitted the name Isabella and won. When interviewed by the Deseret News at age 16, she told them that she thought that she'd heard the name in a movie and had just liked it. Solid. 
I love that no one submitted any sort of scary name. They're all like Fred, like the lake monster, Isabella, Bella. That's like adorable to me. All these kids are just like, oh, the big scary lake monster. We'll call him Hank, you know? <laughs> so wholesome. We'll call him Hank after Hank Cowdog, and he's, he's going to be a crime fighting lake monster. Oh, I'd read the hell out of that book. We got some writing to do. We do. <laughs> The final and most modern sighting of the monster happened in 2002. Brian Hershey, who owned five watercraft rental services around the lake, spoke about his sighting to a Salt Lake newspaper on Memorial Day weekend. His sighting had happened two years previously, in June of 2002. He was anchoring a large pontoon boat of his that was shaped like a sea monster after spending the day giving tourist rides around the lake. Really fun. Why am I this man? True, this is like your future i can like fully see you like out there with like the like sunscreen on your nose and like the like straw hat just i want to see a lake monster god damn it i can literally see this in my future all right now get out and then like 15 minutes later i'm like blowing up this inflatable thing on my boat to like make it look like a sea monster i was gonna say it's got like some cord on it that like you pull and it spits fire and it, the boat's not even it doesn't even have a motor on it i'm just using oars <laughs> just paddling paddling everywhere after he threw the anchor, he noticed two humps in the water, about 100 yards away from the boat. At first, he thought that they were some lost water skis, but they disappeared under the surface. Then, his boat began to rise up. Hershey said that, I started to get scared. The next thing I know, a serpent-like creature shot up out of the water. He described the monster as having really dark, slimy green skin and deep, beet red eyes. The creature dipped back underwater and made a sound like a roaring bull before taking off. Kind of had like a Friday the 13th moment there. <laughs> just didn't go for the kill. You that know, just goes to prove Bear Lake Monster is a homie. He just likes to scare people. Yeah. He just likes to give you a little spook. Hershey said that he debated whether or not he should tell anyone about his experience because he was worried that they were, they would think he was crazy or spending too much time out on the lake. Some have raised concerns about the validity of his sighting since he was a business owner and announced his sighting right at the start of the tourist season. Ooh, yeah, that is a little fishy. Of the doubters and non-believers, he said, once you've seen the monster, you don't really care what other people say. Something a con man would say. Also, kind of baller. Like verbal snake oil, but I love it. That's, I, I'm, I, we're going to Bear Lake. <laughs> Let's start packing our bags. <laughs> Once you've seen it, you don't really care what other people have to say. I'm imagining those words coming out of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and I kind of love it. <laughs> we need a Bear Lake monster movie. Yes, please. <laughs> the Bear Lake monster boat, a boat shaped like a sea monster, gave rides to tourists for years on the lake. The 45-minute ride included local folklore and myths. And one time, a float in the Garden City, Utah Raspberry Days Parade was filled with children from the town and labeled the real Bear Lake Monsters. Man, we missed out on that. It's really cute. Oh, man. While it's unlikely that Bear Lake has a giant monster lurking beneath the surface, the area does have lots to offer if you decide to stop by and try to catch a glimpse for yourself. Famous raspberries, fresh mountain air, and beautiful scenery are all there for you to explore, too. I do enjoy raspberries. I would honestly like to go here one day. Let's do it. I love raspberries. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. If you want to support the podcast, you can follow the Facebook or Instagram at Olympia Oddities Podcast. Leave us a positive review or tell a friend about us. If you want to write in your own cryptid sighting or an idea for an episode, you can either DM us there or you can email us at olympiaoddities at gmail.com. And I'm Trista, and my personal Instagram is at Saloon Ghost. if you want to follow me on there. And my name is Steven. Uh, you can find my personal Instagram at the Steven Ramirez. And before we go, I was about to ask. We have a surprise for y'all. Are you ready? Can we get a drum roll? <laughs> so, okay. Can can we get a can we get a cut on the drum roll? <laughs> I was waiting for you. To, and I was like, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. okay. We'll work out. <laughs> Uh, we're doing a live show, ah! and we will get our drum roll gag figured out before then. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, we will be sharing more details as we're able to. Um, but we do have a case already picked out. We'll be at a convention in the Seattle area, and we are so nervous and so excited <laughs> to do this in person. <laughs> Uh, Trista's nervous for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Anxiety's off the charts, man. Uh, but thank you guys for making this possible. It's really amazing. And I appreciate each and every one of you who listens to this so much from the bottom of my heart. Not to be all cheesy and corny on y'all, but. And we're going to talk about more like as we get closer to it. But come out to Seattle. Come say hi. We'll be love- we would love to see you. <laughs>